0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of This Just In on today's show. How to make money selling your poo. Tyree Nichols protests. Donald Trump wants to change the way that your children are educated. Um, ladies have a hard time justifying why it's okay to kill babies sometimes and not others. And my Corona, we're going to be talking about the coronavirus. You just thought we were done talking about it. Oh no, oh no. All that and more on today's episode of This Just In. Now, um, so first off, how to make money selling your poo. Um, I have heard of making money selling your semen and your eggs, but I have never heard of money making money by selling your poo. Um, so, you can make up to 180000 The The news article I'm reading from The Penny Hoarder. Um, I don't know when it was. Re- oh, November 28th, 2022. Okay, so a few months ago. How to make up to $180,000 a year selling your poop if you can stomach it. <laughs> That's funny. If you can stomach it and get it. Because poo comes from your stomach, Um, so apparently uh, you can shit in a Ziploc bag and mail it into um, this place, and then they will send you money in the mail. Uh, That's actually not how it works at all. Um, It says how much money can you make, really? Because you know they say like you know you can make one hundred eighty thousand dollars a year selling your poop, and that's like on the most like extreme case. But I'm thinking I, I saw this article and I was like, shit. Even if I shit literally, even if I just made like a third of that, like $60,000, I would be good with 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 just that. So how does this work? Also, how do you file this on your taxes? Like is this tax exempt? You know, do you have to claim do you have to do you have to pay taxes on uh money you make from selling your shit and if so is is that like a write-off like dude then can you like write off the food that you had to buy to make the shit like if I go to the grocery store I had to buy food to make the shit I had to eat the food I had to cook the food I had to use energy I'm thinking you know if I'm gonna pay taxes On the back end after earning the money uh, I should at least get to write off uh, the expenses that I had to incur by um, through the creation of said poop. I think that that's only fair. Um, Every time you poop you might be flushing money down the toilet. It's true some medical companies will pay healthy donors for their stool. Uh, healthy, what's healthy? Uh, I thought everything is healthy these days. Even if you're obese, that's healthy, right? Uh, depending on the company, the poop is then used for microbiome studies or in treatment of patients with Clostridium difficile, a bacterium that causes infections of the colon. So they want you to shit out your Clostridium difficile so that they can study the clostridium difficile and um, I guess learn how to kill it so that it doesn't uh, hurt your butthole uh, how much money can you make human microbes pays $500 per stool donation so if you poop daily and send it you could net up to $180,000 per year Well, maybe you can actually send it. I thought you couldn't. I was just being a silly person. Uh, But maybe you can send it in. Let's keep reading. Uh, Good Nature offers $25 to $75 per visit and up to $1,500 per month. Okay, wait. Up to $1,500 per month. Okay, that doesn't add up. 1,500 times 12, 1,500. That's 18,000, right? Yes, yeah, it's 18,000. Where'd they get $180,000 from? It a 180, or was it 18? No, it says 180. The headline says how to make up to $180,000. And now they're saying they'll pay you a maximum of $1,500 per month. Well, in, in any case, I... Would still take fifteen hundred dollars a month for doing something that I'm already doing. Um, if only I could, you know, make money donating sperm, which I actually tried to do. Actually, back in college, I tried to to I applied to be a sperm donor because I was broke and I needed money. And I was like, well, I'm doing this anyway, so. Uh, so I applied, I, I found this website, I went online, I applied, and they rejected me. Uh, and I think the reason they, they, they don't tell you why they reject you, but I think the reason why they rejected me was because there's a little section where it asks about, like, family health history, and because I'm an absolute idiot, I was honest, um, and I, and I disclosed my family well, I had, like, a great uncle who had prostate cancer, and I've had a few ladies in my family that that have had breast cancer, and so they specifically ask, like, about that, prostate cancer, breast cancer, stuff like that, and I put yes, and then you have to, like, explain, like, well, what do you mean? And uh, I think that's probably why, uh, because at the time, I think I had just graduated college, so, like, you know i'm like 64 i played college basketball i was in really good shape you know um i was college educated and sure i had a little cancer in my family but you know who doesn't especially these days like freaking you could you could you know you can't throw a rock without hitting someone who's had cancer or knows someone who has had cancer? Like, it's like everybody's just getting it left and right. But it has nothing to do with modern lifestyle. Uh, that's a, that's that's silly. Why why would you even say that? Um, where to sell your poop? While everyone poops, not everyone is eligible to be a donor. Each company has health and geographical requirements. Uh, Good Nature's stool donation program is used to study poop. For I love how they say poop. They could say feces, but, you know, they're, they're saying poop. And I'm not mad at that. I like that. Um, for potentials, Clostridium difficile treatments. Is this bacteria that big of a problem? Now I'm kind of curious as to, like, what this bacteria is all about. Like, now I want to know... I mean, I have a degree in biology, so, like, I know a little bit about bacteria... And clostridium I've heard of it but I want to know more about this one second I want to know why this is so important I'm gonna pause okay so I found this article from the Mayo Clinic uh, website it uh, says clostridiodes difficile Uh, Is a bacterium that causes an infection of the large intestine, or the colon, as it's also known. Symptoms can range from diarrhea to life-threatening damage to the colon. That's a pretty big range. (laughs) That's like, it can either give you the shits or it can kill you. Like, what? That's a pretty big range. Uh, Ice cream gives me the shits. You know, I'm lactose intolerant. Uh, Taco Bell. Gives me the shits. So it's <laughs> so so. This bacteria can give you uh, the range is from Taco Bell to death. Uh, that that's the range for this bacteria. So uh, that doesn't really help. Um, illness from C. Difficile typically occurs after use of antibiotic medications. Yes. Okay. So antibiotics. I'm glad that they said that. And so. You know, the overprescription, I know that this is a sidebar. I'm going to sidebar and I'm going to come back to this bacteria. But a sidebar of this is, you know, antibiotics, they're like a nuke. They don't discriminate. Uh, There's what's called broad spectrum antibiotics. And those broad-spectrum antibiotics basically are just uh, the, the typical antibiotics that you would get when you go to the doctor. And you think, oh, you know, uh, there's two schools of thought there. Like, if you go to the doctor and, and you're sick and they give you antibiotics, you, th- you either think uh, bacteria are bad and if I have them, then that means that I'm sick. Um, or you understand that there are good bacteria and bad bacteria. So if you're the first person, and you think, oh, I have bacteria, and bacteria are bad, and if I have bacteria, I'm sick, then you take antibiotics, and it kills the bacteria, and now you're healthy again. Well, that's wrong. uh, Because, uh, or, well, let me say the second part, or you're the other person, and you know that there's good bacteria and there's bad bacteria, and the, you might assume that the antibiotics only kill the bad bacteria and don't actually kill any of your good bacteria. Uh, what you might be surprised to know is that, well, first of all, not all bacteria are bad. In fact, uh, most of the bacteria in your body are beneficial or at least neutral microbes that play a very important role in your digestion of your food. There's a lot of food that you wouldn't be able to eat at all. If you didn't have these bacteria in your gut Um, and second of all uh, antibiotics don't just kill the bad bacteria okay they also kill the good bacteria Um, and you got to think of like your your gut biome as like an ecosystem and when you take predators out of an ecosystem It allows the prey to overpopulate, and when you take the prey out of the ecosystem, it causes the predators to starve. So basically, you have a whole giant universe, this ecosystem, going on inside your very body to the bacteria that are in your gut. Um, Your body is their entire universe. Uh, They are suited specifically to live in your body they can live elsewhere possibly in the intestines of other animals but my point is is that they live in digestive tracts right and so um, these bacteria have their own little world going on and they've all found their niche in the ecosystem and they've all maintained this this uh, this balance where you have a nice balance of predators and prey right because you need both you can't have all of one another the other but then whenever you take these antibiotics It basically just nukes everything, and and whatever's left over has now all this room and all these resources to just overpopulate like crazy, and then your body feels weird for a while, and until that balance in the ecosystem is restored, because it will eventually reach a point of equilibrium where they're all, like, back in balance again, but... Uh, the for like a week or two there, you know, your digestive tract is going to be kind of messed up. And that's why when you take antibiotics, they can sometimes uh, give you upset stomach or, or diarrhea or whatever. So um, anyway, the, um, when, when they give the antibiotics, apparently it creates conditions that are conducive for this bacteria to overpopulate and start to cause problems. So only take antibiotics, like if you have an infection, and it's bad, and like you have to. Otherwise, you should, I mean, antibiotics really aren't necessary. Your body can deal with the bad bacteria. It knows which ones are bad. It can go kill them on its own. You don't have to add antibiotics, because all you're going to do, not the broad spectrum ones anyway, Uh, the broad-spectrum ones will just nuke everything. They kill the bad and the good. So just, you know, try to uh, not just defer to um, always taking antibiotics. Like as soon as you feel any sort of illness, um, let your body handle it. You'll be better off for it. Anyway, uh, let me see. Um, In the United States, about 200,000 people are infected annually with C. difficile in a hospital or care setting. These numbers are lower than in previous years because of improved prevention measures. Uh, Yada, yada. I want to know why it's so bad. Okay, symptoms. Here we go. Mid to moderate infection. The most common signs and symptoms of mild to moderate C. difficile infections are... Watery diarrhea, three or more times a day for more than one day, or mild abdominal cramping and tenderness. Okay, so that's mild to moderate. Basically, you got the shits. Uh, Severe infection, watery diarrhea as often as 10 to 15 times a day, good lord. Abdominal cramping and pain, which may be severe, rapid heart rate, dehydration, fever, nausea, increased white blood cell count, kidney failure, loss of appetite, swollen abdomen, weight loss, blood or pus in the stool, Uh, C. difficile infection that is either severe or sudden and uncommon condition may also cause intestinal inflammation leading to enlargement of the colon, also called toxic megacolon, megacolon, That's a good name for a cover band, isn't it? Like a heavy metal cover band? And now, everyone, welcome to the stage! Mega colon! And sepsis. Sepsis is a life-threatening condition that occurs when the body's response to an infection damages its own tissues. Okay, got it. When to see a doctor, whenever you have three or more watery stools a day. Good lord, growing up I had three or more watery stools like almost every day. But that's because I was lactose intolerant and I didn't know it until I became an adult. And I was forced into being a vegan by my ex-wife. And then I discovered that once I stopped eating dairy, I stopped having the shits. And uh, now I am no longer... A vegan or I was never really one I guess I was just kind of a, uh, a, a POW I was in a vegan POW camp <laughs> and uh, I mean it wasn't you know I, I get it I understand why people do it I'm not gonna get on the sidebar about veganism but I don't do it anymore that's the point i basically just eat meat and fruit stay away from dairy Except for butter. Like, I can do butter and all that. I just can't do milk. Uh, You know, I can still do butter. Um, I can still do eggs. You know, I can still do all, you know, most everything. It's just cheese and milk I have to stay away from. But, you know, they make lactase-free milk now. And so I I drink that. So really it's just cheese. They don't have lactase, or lactose, sorry. They don't have lactose-free cheese uh, at least not that I'm aware of. They have the plant-based cheese, but it's not like... I want, like, real cheese that's lactose-free, just like the milk. Like, they have milk. Uh, if they can make lactose-free milk, why can't they make lactose-free cheese? They, they, you use milk to make cheese. So, like, if you can make one, I would think you should be able to make the other. All they do is they add an enzyme into the milk. It's called lactase, It's an enzyme which breaks down lactose, which is a big sugar molecule that your body can't digest unless it gets cut in half by this lactase enzyme, which people who are lactose intolerant can't produce. And so that's why uh, all they do is they take regular cow's milk, add in the lactase enzyme, it breaks up the lactose before you drink it, and by the time it gets in your body, it's already been broken up. It's no big deal, right? So, like, if they can do that, surely... They could be able to make some lactose-free cheese. Get on it, people! Make me some lactose-free cheese so I can start having real pizza again. Because this fucking plant-based cheese is bullshit and it doesn't melt right. Uh, so anyway, if you go, if you donate your poop, you can possibly make uh, well, what they say is up to eighteen hundred or fifteen hundred dollars a month. $18,000 a year, not 180000 That's like a deliberate I think they did that because they, they want to uh, then they can say, oh sorry, it was just a typo. We added an extra zero in there. Oopsie poopsie when really it's just clickbait. Because you see, oh, you can make up to $18,000 a year selling your poop. You might click, you might not. But you see 180000 Holy crap. Literally. You're going to, pun intended, you're going to uh, click on it. And so, it's not 180000 That's false advertising, which I fell for. But it is $18,000 a year. But still, still, that's not bad. Um... I'm drinking whiskey by the way today's episode is brought to you by fucking what is it called Evan Williams <laughs> you can tell I've had a little bit because I forgot what it was called it's really good stuff <clears throat> um, so you're probably wondering okay well Justin this is all great news I really want to sell my shit for money how do I do it well I'm way ahead of you so there's a website you go to the website you put in your information and then there's a health survey so I'm on the health survey now and I'm gonna scroll down and we're gonna go through this together okay Uh, have you smoked Tabasco Tabasco have you smoked Tabasco in the past 12 weeks (laughs) no but I've eaten it Uh, do you smoke Tabasco Um, have you smoked tobacco in the past 12 weeks Uh, no Are you able to donate three or more times a week? Um, I can donate as much as you can handle, sir. I am very regular. Uh, Do you have, on average, uh, more than three bowel movements per day? More than three? Oh, I mean, sometimes. Typically, it's like, typically it's exactly two. Like, I have a nice morning one. You know, you wake up, I don't really eat breakfast, Uh, not during the week anyway, but you know, you wake up, you have your morning coffee, then within like 45 minutes, uh, you're prairie dogging. Uh, So that's like my first one, that's my morning poo, and then I typically have like a mid-afternoon poo, like after lunch, before dinner. And then I don't have another poo, and then, you know, it all builds up until the morning, and then I have my morning poo. So I'm like a two to three. I'd say two and a half on average. So I would say, on average, no, I do not. Um, But let me know how often you poo. I'm very interested. Email me, thisjustinbox at gmail.com, thisjustinbox at gmail.com. Um, have you or your first degree relative ever been diagnosed with inflammatory bowel disease? Uh, my brother has, but I'm going to just say no so that I don't suffer the same fate of being honest like I did back in the day when I was trying to donate sperm. Uh, have you ever diagnosed or taken medications? Blah, blah, blah. Have you ever had major abdominal surgery? Have you ever had any type of cancer? Do you suffer from constipation? In the past year, have you received a transplant? Have you traveled outside of the U.S. or Canada in the past three years? So these are all the questions, and that's basically it. Like, that's the whole health survey. There might be more after that, but I would have to put in all the answers and hit continue to find out, which I'm not going to take the time to do. Uh, But my point is, is that you can get an idea of what the survey is like, And uh, maybe you can make a little extra coin on the side, like a nice little side hustle. You know what? Go ahead and also uh, be an Uber driver. That way, um, you can pick up people and drop them off on the way to the place, the donation center, to drop off your poo, Uh, make some money on the way there, drop off your poo, make some money there, pick up some people on the way back. Make some more money. You see where I'm going with this. It's the new gig economy, everyone. Um, why why would someone uh, other than the Clostridium difficile? There's another reason why uh, keeping poo is important. If you just th- if you thought that we were done with poo talk, I'm sorry, uh, we're not. I got a little bit more to talk about. There was another article that I saw from the U.S. Sun uh, that was just written 20 days ago. It says, Scientists freeze human poo from around the world in a vault to bring us back from the brink of extinction in the future. So, bring us back from the brink of extinction? Like, make new people from poo? Is this like a Jurassic Park situation where we take... DNA from something from a long time ago and use it to create a whole new th- organism? Dino DNA. Um, human DNA. Human shit DNA. <laughs> uh, every time I think of Jurassic Park, I think of that little DNA molecule bouncing around. Dino DNA! Anyway, uh, Let's see, scrolling down, um, so what are we really doing this for? It says, stool samples have been collected from all over the world in hopes of having more variability, including regions of Ethiopia, Puerto Rico, and more. They've been shipped to the lab of Dr. Adrian Egli, E-G-L-I, I think I'm saying that right, Egli, the director of the Institute of Medical Microbiology. Egley argues that these organisms are essential to our health and have been slowly perishing in the face of modern life. Yeah, that's what I was just talking about with the whole, uh, you know, your whole microbiome and your gut is vital to your health. You can't, you literally can't live without these things. He says, if we store them, it's possible humans could access them later down the line when the health of humanity may depend on it. Well, kind of makes me nervous that they think that we're at enough risk of our health getting so bad due to a lack of bacterial biodiversity in our guts that they need to do this just in case our gut health gets so bad that we all start to die. That makes me a little nervous, especially knowing what I know about the, you know, the the monocrop agriculture industrialized food system that we have here. And, you know, everything being sprayed with glyphosate, uh, which is the thing that gives you cancer um, for browned up, you know, it's it's the herbicide uh, that kills basically everything. It, it's just a nuke. It it kills everything, um, and so then you eat it, and then it gets inside you, and it kills everything inside you, including these little bacteria. So that's that's also not very good. Uh, which is why I try to eat organic as much as I can, uh, just because I like for my belly to be happy, and also I take great poos. Like I'm not trying to brag but you know like the dairy queen soft serve machine where you take your little cone up there after and you just and it, it, it what it looks like when it comes out it's like that most of the time it's like, it's it's a really nice really nice consistency like think think a thick peanut butter a creamy peanut butter not the pe- nutty kind sometimes it's nutty most of the time it's creamy and but but like thicker, less liquid, more solid. Um, almost like uh, what's the what's the peanut butter that's like in a candy bar? There, it's it's peanut butter, but it's like been dried out more, and it's more like solid. I can't think of the candy bar, but it's like that. Um, most of the time, most of the time. So like my gut biome, I feel like. Is on point because I I don't eat a factory farm raised bullshit and I try to go organic as much as I possibly can. Um, the vault of the vault is a bank of stool samples. It was founded in 2018. With the organization slowly working towards collecting samples from people who lead all sorts of lifestyles, uh, we're not just looking for people who are living in the jungle. It can also be people who are more farm-based and just different from Western," said Egly. Oh, so they want people with good poos. So that's the whole point. They 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 want your poo to be like have a nice, robust diversity of different bacteria and they specifically say people who are not western (laughs) guess what we eat is shit um and i've heard of uh people getting uh what do they call it fecal fecal transplants that's it i'm gonna look up fecal transplants because now that while we're on the topic. I want to talk about that. Um, So it's basically where um, if you have like, if your gut biome is not healthy and robust and diverse, right? With with a number of different bacteria that are living in your colon. um, Then they can take basically poo from like people who live in the jungle. Like people who like live, like hunter gatherers. Basically, and this is true. I'm going to look it up here in a second, but um, like hunter gatherers who have, you know, you know, they just eat whatever's out there. that, you, you know, the, the food may or may not be cooked. Uh, they drink water straight out of the stream. It's probably got stuff in there that a normal person would would it would make them sick. However, because their uh, gut flora um, is so diverse and robust. Um, they can handle eating and drinking things that us pussies that live in uh, this modern Western society can't handle because we lack the diversity of the bacteria in our guts that they just have. And so what they'll do is they'll go to the giant and they'll take these people's poo and then they will take a little bit of the poo and they will shove it up the butt of some uh, rich old white lady who who lives in in the nice gated subdivision, um, and to to make her healthier and to replenish her gut by because once they're in there they can start to reproduce and then they can you know you can kind of reestablish this this thing. I'm gonna look that up real quick because I want to know um, where they get the poo from. And I can't remember. Okay, so I found this article uh, from John Hopkins uh, Medicine website. Um, It says, what is a fecal transplant? A fecal transplantation is a procedure to collect feces, also called stool or poop, from a healthy donor and introduce them into a... Like we don't know what it's called. Like, Like we don't know what feces are. Yeah, thanks for clarifying stool or poop or, or, or shit uh, from a healthy donor and introduce them into a patient's gastrointestinal tract. Uh, they didn't clarify what gastrointestinal means, but they clarified what feces were. So I'm really glad that they're clearing that up. They're being very clear here. The procedure can control an infection called Clostridium difficile. There it is again, that frickin' bacteria. Apparently... This is like your gut's worst enemy, Clostridium difficile. Uh, it can cro- it can control an infection by that bacteria, which apparently will just fucking kill you, because it's all over the place in all these articles. Uh, by adding healthy bacteria into the recipient's intestines, um, FMT can be performed in children's children's yes children's uh, and adults. Research shows that fecal transplant can restore healthy bacteria in the lower intestine, which can help control C. difficile and also keep it from coming back. In some cases, FMT can be more effective than antibiotics for keeping C. diff in check. What is C. diff? Well, we already talked about that. We don't need. Oh, there's a video. Ooh, okay. Let's watch the video. Let's see what's going on here
1: treating Clostridium difficile with fecal microbial transplantation a healthy digestive system is home to thousands of bacteria the intestinal tract includes the stomach small intestine and large intestine which is also known as the colon in most cases these microbes are harmless or even beneficial to a healthy individual however conditions that require treatment with antibiotics can kill off many of the good bacteria in the colon uh, allowing the bad I bacteria i called know what I'm clostridium about. difficile to take over
0: uh-huh. you get rid of the predators the prey toxin released by they?
1: clostridium difficile can damage the lining of the colon a condition known as clostridium difficile colitis I'm
0: very proud of myself that i knew that
1: Clostridium difficile infection can lead to life-threatening complications, such as toxic megacolon, where Ah. the colon becomes dangerously enlarged.
0: Everybody, welcome to the stage! Toxic megacolon!
1: Clostridium difficile is normally treated with a course of antibiotics, but recurrent infection occur in between 20% to 60% of patients after an initial episode. Well, the yeah, standard treatment for a recurrent infection is antibiotics, oh, yeah, but in cases where this fails, the thing there is probably a new made alternative it the first treatment. Place. An emerging Stupid. solution for patients with recurrent infection is fecal microbial transplantation, yeah. or FMT.
0: They take jungle man poop and stick it in your butt.
1: Also known as stool transplantation, FMT restores good bacteria in the colon by using the good bacteria from a donor. Stool samples are obtained from healthy donors and are screened to ensure there are no infectious diseases. Mm, there are different like ways to introduce the good bacteria, but one common way is with a colonoscopy. First, the stool is prepared by blending it with normal saline, which is a saltwater solution.
0: Okay. Now
1: Using a colonoscope, oh, this mixture yeah. can be applied to the entire length of the colon.
0: So they have like an animation of like a rotorooter going like up into Studies your Studies have shown
1: that over 90% of patients <laughs> treated with fecal microbial transplantation are cured with no significant side effects reported to date. Please speak to your doctor about fecal microbial transplantation if you are considering this treatment.
0: See, there you go. Take jungle man poop, stick it up your butt, and you'll be good. You don't need to take those antibiotics. Screw big pharma. Just here's what we do. Here's what we get we, we, we fly down to Papua New Guinea. We go to those jungles where it's got those little villages of people that have never seen a white man, and we, we, we kidnap them. We kidnap them, and then we bring them back here, and we well, and then we force them to shit into cups and then we take spoonfuls of shit out of the cup co- and we just stick it straight up our butts and this is how we're going to fix health in this country what if you could just like mass what if what if like the the hunter gatherers the villagers what if they like caught on to this and they saw it as, they saw it as like a business opportunity and uh, they actually <laughs> started to started selling their shit, and, and, and it caught on over here in the West, and, and then we were paying them so much money just, just for taking shits, and so they're just sending us shits, 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 and then they get rich off of selling their shit to Westerners who uh, just eat garbage food and destroy their intestines, and then they become like a powerful superpower they become like Saudi Arabia or like Dubai like suddenly they got all this money instead of from oil it's from shits and <laughs> and uh and then people start to move there you know and then it becomes like cool to live there that could happen that could happen Uh, who may need a fecal transplant? Uh, well, and then it goes on. I don't need it. I feel like I've spent too much time on, uh, talking about shits. Like, way more time than I had originally thought that I would talk about shits. I've been talking about shits for almost 40 minutes now. Uh, but you know, I, I go down rabbit holes, you know? Like, I, uh. I start talking about this and then it makes me wonder about that and then next thing you know one thing leads to another and our pants are off and uh, things just happen Tyree Nichols protests so um, you know Tyree Nichols uh, was a black guy in Memphis who got beat to death by five other black guys in Memphis, and the only catch was that these five other black guys that beat him to death were cops. So, you know, typically when we hear about, like, these... Uh, black man being beat to death. It's uh, you know the, the the media likes to point out the vowels oh, of white. There was no white cops. Every single one was black, and it almost makes you think maybe it's not about race. Like, just maybe all the other situations where it just so happened that there were, the cops were white and the victim was black, like. Maybe the cops killed the black guy by accident just because they're terrible at being cops, not necessarily because they're racist. Like, I'm not saying that it's something that you just sweep under the rug. Like, a cop's killing anyone who doesn't, like, deserve to be killed in the moment. Like, there's... Let's let's be honest. There's some people who had it coming. This is very unpopular. But from what I know about Michael Brown, the, the guy from St. Louis, I think, who was like, he was like the OG of the Black Lives Matter movement, wasn't he? Like, this was even before Black Lives Matter. Do you guys remember Michael Brown? I think it was St. Louis. Um, he was this giant-ass, grown-ass man Who apparently robbed a convenience store and then went out in the street and cops tried to stop him. And then he attacked the cops and then the cops shot him. And then this sparked a big huge outrage in the entire country. Which a lot of people took advantage of as an opportunity to try to... um, I don't know. Like, what were the people who, who blew this out of proportion trying to gain by doing it? Were they trying to gain some sort of social status? Were they using it as, as, an, as an excuse to justify pitching a fit and throwing a protest and setting shit on fire? Like, or was it some combination of all these things? I don't know. Was it virtue signaling on social media probably part of that where suddenly uh little white girls in suburbia on the other side of the country were now suddenly concerned with police brutality and their treatment of african americans in the communities Um, when they had never even considered that before. But once it became fashionable, now they had to talk about it and capitalize on this in an effort to gain social media uh, status without really putting out much effort at all because their own lives are so sad and unfulfilled that the, uh, the only thing that keeps them going every day is the little likes and comments that they get on their social media feed. Could that have been part of it? Probably, maybe, Um, but Michael Brown, uh, you know, and they kept showing like his picture from like third grade when he was nine years old, even though he was like six, four and like 250 pounds and like this giant ass dude um at the time that he was killed and the only picture they ever showed of him on the media was when he was like nine it was like a school photo and he's all smiley and happy and you know it's like oh these police killed this innocent they just went up and murdered him for no reason because they're racist the cops were white look at this cute little nine-year-old black kid who's actually not nine he's actually a grown-ass man and he was bigger than all the cops and who who, who he was attacking uh, right after he robbed a convenience store, uh, which they have security footage of, which the media won't ever show you or tell you about. But it's out there. You can see it. Um, <laughs> but no, because the cops were white, uh, they, the, the media took this as an opportunity to turn it into some sort of like race thing, a white versus black. And then that was like the spark that ignited the flame That led to this fucking fire that is still burning today and now every time any black guy is killed which by the way they're not the only ones killed white guys are killed I I think uh, white guys are killed more at a higher if I'm not mistaken I could be wrong about this maybe I need to Google this okay I'm sorry if I'm misspeaking but they are it's it's not a big difference. If there is a difference, it's not a huge difference. Like a lot of white people also get killed. I don't know if that's a percentage of the population. Like it's a much lower percentage of the population. I don't know because you know there's a difference between volume and percentage. There's a lot more white people. so if more white people are killed by cops, it would make sense because there's more white people. But what you really want to look at is the proportional amount of the number of people who are killed versus the number of people that there are in the country and i haven't done an apples to apples comparison of that in terms of the percentages however what i can say is that uh it's you know as soon as you hear on the and you fucking know you do it don't you don't you sit there and pretend you know as soon as you hear about uh, the uh, on the media on the mainstream media of a black guy who got killed by the cops, you instantly jump to innocent black guy, evil white racist cop. You do. You know you do. You know how I know you do? Because I do. And I'm a fucking straight white male. I'm a straight white male who is actually like very, um, I, 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 I'm not, I, I don't quickly just believe whatever them, I'm skeptical. That's the word I'm looking for. Shit, sorry. Too much whiskey i am skeptical i'm a natural skeptic and i don't just believe what i'm told especially by the mainstream media but whenever i hear that that's immediately where my mind goes because we've been trained to think that way because that's what we have been beat over the head with for so long however in this case then this happens and now it's not uh white cops that killed a black guy it's all b- there's five of them and all five are black and they beat this guy to death. And I don't know anything about the situation. I don't know whether he deserved it. Because, like, you know, you think think about this. Okay. What could he have done right before he was beaten to death that would have justified him being beaten to death? Like, there are things that would justify you being beaten to death. Like, raping a child. I know that's harsh, but that's the point. Like... I, that is something that is so egregious that like no one would be upset if you were beaten to death by cops because you were caught doing that that's that's not something that people would be upset about but you don't need to hear the reason why like you don't you didn't hear the reason why you didn't know what happened right before that all you knew was Black guy, killed by cops. You immediately jump to evil white cops. Then you find out the cops aren't white. And then your brain goes through this thing where you're like, oh, uh, it, but it does not compute. And, and, and now you're thinking, okay, well, what did this guy do? I don't even know what he did. I'm not going to lie to you. I've not looked too deeply into this. But, like, I doubt he raped a child. I doubt he, I doubt he deserved to be beaten to death. I highly doubt it. Okay. Whatever it was he did, it was a, 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 like a very high probability that whatever it is that he did right before he was beaten to death probably did not warrant a beating to death. Okay. So, um, but how does the public react? Well, they protest. Of course they do. Oh, they're protesting. And not just in the place where it happened. And not just against the cops where or the police department where it happened. Not just against them, but fucking like nationwide. And this is some shit I don't understand. I don't understand the nationwide protest about something that happened in Memphis. Not to say that people shouldn't be upset about it, but just, just listen to this clip. Um, and then you'll understand what it is that I'm talking
2: about.
3: This meeting of Tyree Nichols has sparked protests across the country, including here at home.
0: Yeah, demonstrators took to the streets of Los Angeles again today, the second day in a row, to protest, uh, the pro- police brutality.
3: Eyewitness News reporter Leanne Suter is live with the latest tonight for us. Very Man. clean delivery. Michelle
4: and Jory, so much anger and outrage, as you said, again, sparking protests over the brutal beating death of Tyree Nichols. Several popping up today here in Los Angeles, including one tonight in Hollywood. Just take a listen.
0: Yes, this is in Los Angeles, on the opposite side of the country. This is where the protest is happening.
4: a sizable group by the
0: way they're showing the video everyone in the crowd is white not a single black person everyone is white we are in los angeles and hollywood on the other side of the country and apparently everyone between the age who's white between the age of 30 and 50 is so outraged at this that they felt like they needed to take to the streets oh and they're all wearing masks of course Yeah, you think that's a coincidence? All the people there are wearing masks, like a bunch of fucking libtards that still think that Corona's gonna kill them?
4: protesters gathering at sunset and vine where they shut down traffic for a while police say the group shattered windows at several businesses Mm -hmm. and damaged several bus stops as well innocent business owners then marching through hollywood having
0: their their shit broken and demanding police making their voices heard yeah because they need to be heard
4: spray-painting several because
0: we didn't know it was bad
4: earlier in the day a smaller group gathering in front of lapd headquarters to protest chief michael moore today calling the deadly beating at the hands of memphis police a brutal abuse of authority they're just
0: standing in the middle of a busy intersection they're standing in the middle of a busy and just blocking just what why how is this helping you're just being a dick there's just, just people just trying to like get to work or get home from work and you're just blocking the intersection because You need to virtue signal so you can do it for the gram and post on social media and earn brownie points that aren't going to result in anything, fucking any tangible improvement to your life. What are you doing? How is this helping? How does this help Tyree Nichols? How does this help his family? How How does this help... Uh, solve the, the uh, abuse of power by certain individuals and random police departments across the country. Like, how does this
1: help? This thing is about building trust. It's about uh, engaging in partnerships. It's about demonstrating a purpose of protecting and serving and doing so with a heart of compassion. This is a police chief. Uh, a heart of, of service that reaches out to find ways to help protect and make the community safer. And he has to talk about it
0: he has to t- he's in los angeles i mean like i know this shit probably happens in la too i'm just saying like why why are we interviewing this guy why aren't we interviewing the person in new york why aren't we interviewing the cop and sh- i mean i guess that they're all probably getting interviewed but then the question becomes why are we interviewing every other police chief and every other police precinct in the rest of the country because these few bad apples over here did this one terrible thing. Like, what, what, are? why do we, we know it's bad. What do you, what, what do you think that they're going to say? Like, are you hoping that you'll do an interview with one police chief? And he's like, he fucking deserved it. Yeah, I'm not sorry. I wish I'd have been the one to beat him to death. Like, what do you think they're going to say? Of course, they're going to be like, oh, yes, it's very bad. The guy was beat to death and he didn't deserve it. But you got to hear everyone say it. I got to hear you say it. I got to hear you say it. I got to hear you say it. Can't we just like understand? Can it just be implied that we all know that this is bad? And if and when someone has something contrary to what we already know, can we just interview that guy? Like, I want to see the interview with the sheriff who's like, hell yeah, if I'd have been there, I'd have done it myself. We, I'm proud of them boys. Woohoo! And notice the voice I'm using. Notice the voice I'm using is of a southern redneck white guy. Why is that? It's because I've been fucking trained. I've been trained to think that that's what it is. And in fact, as we, as we now have evidence of, it's not even them. But yet here I am still doing it saying that. What does that say about me? What does that say about the you know the message that we're constantly bombarded with by mainstream media that it's just a white people problem? White people. Problem? I'm white and I'm I'm even doing it. So imagine how you're taking this. You must be taking this terribly. If you're a minority,
4: Now, this was the damage last night to LAPD headquarters after protesters yeah. defaced the building. They're spray-painting. group of protesters spent several hours outside the headquarters. Cops there. kill. The like, it said LAPD. And then and underneath the that, they said kills people. Police cruisers. Uh, no one was arrested
0: oh, and there's some random lady. Oh, this is classy. No I wish you could see this video. There's some random lady who just took something and just, like, pushed it over. She's just casually walking by, no need to do this, she's just taking it, and she's like trying to push it over, and she can't push it over, and so she just keeps trying and keeps trying, and finally she like just gets it to like very casually just fall over. It doesn't do any damage, it doesn't, (laughs) it's like one of those like gate, those metal gates that they put up real quick to like kind of... Like, when you go to, like, a big public event or something, and they want to, like, snake you through a line leading up to the beer stand. And they don't want, you know, so they just kind of snake you through, and they put up those, like, temporary little medical metal barrier-type things that look like gates. And uh, that's what it is. It's just out there on a sidewalk, and she's just, like, pushing it. She's like, eh, and then she can't do it. And so she tries again, she's like, eh. Eh, eh, and then she tries real hard and then she put and then it just kind of like very lazily just kind of lays over just like puh, puh, puh. And, then, <laughs> and then she just kind of slowly walks away like was that necessary do you feel better you fucking cry baby
4: ...heard of any arrest or nothing as violent as they saw last night. Certainly a lot of antagonizing the police officers, but no serious altercations happening. We're certainly hoping it will remain peaceful throughout the night tonight.
0: Hello, I'm... Mar- Golly, I mean, it's just so stupid. And and you know this is not about helping the family. Like, the mom of the guy even came out and she was like, listen, stop burning stuff stop setting cop cars on fire stop breaking windows stop attacking people she said that's not what my son stood for she said if you want to protest do it peacefully there was a video i wish i had the video um maybe i could look it up hold on give me one second i'll look it up i'll just like let you hear it for yourself one second here hold on let me pause this okay here we go i found it
2: Uh, First of all, I'd like to say uh, thank to thank each and every one of you for being here to support my son Our family is grief-stricken right now, and this is very hard to swallow I don't speak very well in front of people. I don't even like talking in front of people, but I just want to say this when that tape comes out tomorrow it's going to be horrific my lord my lord i didn't see it but from what i hear it's going to be horrific but i want each and every one of you to protest in peace i don't want us burning up our cities tearing up the streets because That's not what my son stood for. And if you guys are here for me and Tyree, then you will protest peacefully. You can get your point across, but we don't need to tear up our cities, people, because we do have to live in them. So I just want to say again, I appreciate everyone, each and every one of you, ...for being here and supporting my
0: son. Thank you. you. So, I mean, even, like, this is the mother of the kid who was beaten to death. If there's anyone who has a right to go into the streets and block traffic... ...and damage property and set cars on fire and attack people out of hatred and disgust. It's this woman and their entire family. But yet, they're not the ones who are doing it. But all these masked-up white liberals from Los Angeles, on the opposite side of the country, are apparently more offended than the mother of the actual person who was beaten to death. Now, you explain this to me. Or, or or tell me this. Is Does this mother not care enough? Should she be more outraged? Would you feel better if this mother was out there setting things on fire and breaking windows? Would you feel better if she was doing that? Or what, what? What benefit? My point is, is like what I'm asking is what? What do these people have to gain? The people who have nothing to do with it, who have no association with this person, who are on the opposite side of the country, all these masked up liberal white people. Why are they more offended? Are they more offended, or are they just pretending to be more offended? Because you can't possibly be more offended or upset or hurt than the parents of the actual kid. Well, I say kid. I mean, he was a grown man, but still, you know, it's their kid. How can they be more offended than them? They're not. They're pretending. This is theater. These people are scum. They are the worst type of scum. They are using a tragedy that happened to a family on the other side of the country As an excuse to try to virtue signal and gain some sort of stature on social media or in society some way by capitalizing. They're capitalizing on the tragedy that happened to this family that they know nothing of. They're using it as an excuse to capitalize to garner more credit for their se- themselves. What type of sick human being, and they're destroying property on top of it, and they're getting away with it. No arrests. No arrests. These protesters who have no skin in the game, who have nothing of interest, who, they, they, regardless of what, like, so, so tell me this, like, I don't understand if they had done that without it being a protest like had had this not happened to this poor unfortunate man young man who seemed to be a, a good person from everything that we can tell had that not happened to him and these people had gone out into the streets and set shit on fire and broken windows and blocked traffic would would they would have been arrested they would have been prosecuted. But because they're doing it in the name of this guy who they they have no association with, they're somehow exempt from any sort of legal repercussions that may come as a result of their actions. How does that fucking make sense? Explain that to me. I don't understand. Because then all you have to do is wait until there's a tragedy somewhere in the country. It doesn't even matter what it is anymore. It could be police brutality. It could be an anti-LGBTQ plus IA, whatever in the fuck, the whole damn alphabet. It could be anything that happens anywhere, and then that somehow gives everyone everywhere the right and the opportunity to, to go and destroy personal property, private property and be exempt from any legal repercussions. How does that fucking make sense? Can we just uh, can we just arrest these people? Can we beat them? Can we jail them? Can we beat them? Those are the ones who fucking need the beating. The fucking white middle-aged Masked up, Californian, libtard, walking out in the street, breaking shit because something happened on the other side of the country. Those are the people that need to have their ass beat. Okay? If they got beat, I would cheer and clap and applaud. This has nothing to do with race. I am a straight white man. I would watch another straight white man get his ass beat by the cops for acting like an asshole and trying to capitalize on something that happened to someone to garner their own increase in social credit score, or whatever the fuck that is that they're trying to do, I would applaud that white person being beat. And I feel terrible for this black family. It has nothing to do with race. Okay? It's not about race. There's bad cops. There's bad cops that do bad things. And unfortunately, it happens to some people. And fuck, it, it sucks. It sucks. And I hate it. And I wish there was less of it. And there is, proportionally speaking, as a percentage, there really is. It almost never happens. When you consider the amount of interactions that police have with civilians, every day in every department across the entire country, there's millions and millions and millions. And for the vast majority of the time, 99.9% of them, Are fine but then this happens every now and then and then these people use it as an opportunity and it's just fucking sick it's disgusting and I wish that we could rid the earth of all these people and we'd all be better off moving on uh, President Trump wants to reform public education let's take a listen this is a video he released on his Twitter page.
5: Our public schools have been taken over by the radical left maniacs. Here is my plan to save American education, restore power to American parents. First, we will cut federal funding for any school or program pushing critical race theory, gender ideology, or other inappropriate racial, sexual, or political content onto our children. We're not going to Amen. allow it to happen. Next, I will direct the Department of Justice and Education to open civil rights investigations into any school district that has engaged in race-based discrimination. That includes discrimination against Asian Americans. The Marxism being preached in our schools is also totally hostile to Judeo-Christian teachings, and in many ways it's resembling an established new Religion can't let that happen for this reason my administration will aggressively pursue potential Mm -hmm. violations of the Establishment Clause and the free exercise Clause of the Constitution. That's very simple additionally on day one We will begin to find and remove the radical zealots and Marxists who have infiltrated the federal Department of Education and that also includes others and you know who you are because we're not going to allow anybody to hurt our children. Joe Biden has given these lunatics unchecked power. I will have them fired and escorted from the building, and I will tell Congress that any appropriations bill I signed must reaffirm the President's ability to remove defiant employees from the job. It's all about our children. I will veto the sinister effort to weaponize civics education We will keep men out of women's sports, and we will create a new credentialing body that will be the gold standard anywhere in the world to certify teachers who embrace patriotic values, support our way of life, and understand that their job is not to indoctrinate children, but very simply to educate them.
0: Thank God someone is saying this out loud. I don't understand why or how, you could be upset at anything that he said so far. Leave the kids out of it. Adults, you might have some fucked up shit. You might have some perversions. You might have some agendas. Okay, great. No one's saying you can't have them. Just keep them out of the school. That's all we're saying. Just keep the shit out of the schools. And I really like the part about the credential-based um, teachers. Like... Because, you know, every teacher, you become a teacher and you're a teacher and whether you are a beginner teacher in your first year or you have been teaching for 30 years and you're a master teacher or anywhere in between, you're just a teacher. Like there's no sort of like ranking system. There's no sort of like, hey, I have this certification. Hey, I have this extra level of competency that my peers don't share that doesn't exist. And so to be able to have like some way of discerning between the types of teachers that would come in cuz there's a big difference. I mean, you could have a you could have a teacher come in that is pushing um gender identity on children, like children children, like first graders, second graders, you could have that person or you could have on the opposite end someone who teaches Advanced physics to seniors, who's very conservative and does not step outside of their lane. Like, and you can have anywhere in between, and they're all considered to be on the same level playing field. Well, I guess they are on the same level playing field. I guess what I'm saying is they're they're all considered to be on the same level of competency. Is what I should have said. Sorry, um, but but they're not. They're just. Not, and and the whole thing I just said about staying in your lane, like, when did it become, when did schools start getting involved in personal shit? Like, that was never a, th- that was never a thing. That was never a thing until recently. And then suddenly people just started, like, pushing agendas in, and pushing agendas in, and pushing, and just trying to, like, shove more and more shit into curriculum to indoctrinate kids while they're young. Because if you know anything about how the world works, you get people when they're young, and you indoctrinate them early, that it's really And they come up believing a certain thing. It's really, really difficult to get them out of that. Like people who grew up in a cult. You know, there's like babies that were born like in a cult. And from the time that they're born they're told this thing and they don't know any better so they just go along with it and that's their entire world is this thing that they're being told all the time and then you know the like like the whole thing in waco with david koresh <clears throat> there were kids who were born in the compound and if you had talked to them at the time they would have told you you whatever it is that the cult had indoctrinated them with but then they get older they get out in the world and then they reflect back on it and then they come out with a documentary i can't remember what the documentary is or what it's called but i watched it it was about the whole uh the, the situation that happened in waco with david koresh at his compound with his cult and uh the The people that were the the kids who grew up in that they're adults now, and they're talking about this on a documentary and they're talking about how their entire view of the world was just shaped and molded by these people who told them these things when they were young and how hard it was to get out of that and 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 this is this is this is the agenda this is the goal this is the goal of the people who are in power. I don't know who these people are. I don't know why it's so important to these people who are in power to push this agenda on kids and indoctrinate them at such a young age. I don't know what benefit there is to it. All I know is that there is some benefit and that it's happening. And and, and it's happening at an accelerating rate and it's happening with increased intensity. I talked about this on a previous podcast where we were talking about how difficult it was for, for black people and women to get Not just bonus rights, but just equal rights. Just equal rights to the rest of us. They had to fight so hard for so long, and there's so many more of them than there are of trans people. And of the alphabet people. There are so many more of them than there are of the alphabet people. And yet they had to fight so much harder for so much longer just to get equal rights, much less bonus rights on top of the equal rights. But now, not only do these the alphabet people have all the rights that we already enjoy, every other person, but they already have bonus rights on top of the equal rights. They can do things that we're not allowed to do. Like, if I were to go into a school and try to impose... Christianity onto kids. I would be told that I couldn't do that because it was a violation and I would be uh, disciplined for that accordingly. However, I don't know how that would work out, but it would not be good for me if I were to do that. However, one of the alphabet people can go into a fucking daycare or an early childhood education like a first grade second grade third grade classroom and push this shit onto kids and 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 then then it's okay so they already have bonus rights they have rights that go above and beyond what we are already everyone else is already able to do and it's coming from top down and it's worldwide and it's all at the same time this is what I'm saying. There's, It's coming from top down. There's somebody at the top. I don't know what the benefits are. I don't know what they're getting out of it. All I know is they're getting something out of it, and it's apparently worth it enough to just fucking erode away the entire fabric of uh, of, of modern society in order to get it. But anyway, Trump wants to to make that stop. And I agree with him. I don't agree with everything he says, but I agree with this.
5: Finally, I will implement massive funding preferences and favorable treatment for all states and school districts that make the following historic reforms in education. One, abolish teacher tenure for grades K through 12 so we can remove bad teachers and adopt merit pay to reward good teachers. We want great teachers in our schools. Two, Drastically cut the bloated number of school administrators, including the costly, divisive, and unnecessary diversity, equity, and inclusion bureaucracy. Three, adopt a parental bill of rights that includes complete curriculum transparency and a form of universal school choice. And four, implement the direct election of school principals by the parents. It's all about the parents for their children. More than anyone else, parents know what their children need. If any principal is not getting the job done, the parents should be able to vote to fire them and select someone who will. This will be the ultimate form of local control. Our country has, frankly, never had anything like it, or let's say for at least the last 50 years. As the saying goes, personnel is policy. And at the end of the day, if we have pink-haired communists teaching our kids, we have a major problem. When I'm President, we will put parents back in charge and give them the final say. We will get back to teaching, reading, writing, and math, called arithmetic, and we will give our kids the high-quality pro-American education they deserve. We spend more per pupil than any nation in the world by double. We're going to keep spending the money But we're now going to get our money's worth. We're at the end of every list on education, and yet we spend the most. We're going to change it around. We may spend the most, but we're going to be tops in education, no matter where you go, anywhere in the world. Thank you very much.
0: Tell me what you hate about that. Go ahead. Tell me what you hate about children not being indoctrinated with sexually explicit material. Tell me what you hate about being the best in the world in education. Tell me what you hate about ensuring that all of the teachers that are educating your children are of high quality. Tell me what you hate about having local control of the parents having the ability to control what it is that their kids are learning at school and... Who it is that is teaching them and who is in charge of the school in which their kids go to. Tell me what you hate about parents having the freedom to take their kids out of a school that is teaching their kids things that they don't agree with and put them into a school that teaches things that they do agree with. Tell me what you hate about it. You fucking can't. Like, you can't logically do it. You can probably try to pull a rabbit out of your ass and say, oh, well, here's this. Yeah, well, it, it, in point zero zero one percent of the time, there, there might be this thing that happens in extremely rare incidents where this thing might happen, and then in that case, then this may not go well if you do... Okay, motherfucker, but we're talking about the 99.99999% of the time. Okay, this... Tell me... There, this is good. What we're talking about is good here. We want good teachers. We want parents to have control over what it is that their kids are being indoctrinated with at school. We, we want that. These are good things. okay? Because if you're a parent, then you also have a say. And if you don't like it, what the, what's going on at this school, you can take them out of that school and you can put them in a school that you like. And guess what? Hey, hey, libtards! Listen, listen, libtard. Are you listening? D-d-d- I know you're not good at it, but listen. If if you don't like the fact that this school is not indoctrinating your kid with gender identity bullshit, you can take them out of a, out of that school, and you can put them into a school that does
5: do that.
0: Okay. And if that school doesn't exist because there's not enough demand for it, because there's not enough people. Who want that? Well then guess what? That's the free market. That's how this works. That's a meritocracy. That's how this works. That's how things get better. You don't make things better. By shoving the 1%'s agenda down the other 99%. You make things better. By letting the people decide. On what it is that they want for themselves and their children. That's how you make a better society. And, and and you know what? You know what, Libtard? Are you listening? Are you listening, Libtard? Are you listening? If, listen, no, 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 listen. If, if the people, if they send their kids to this school over here that indoctrinates them, as you would call it maybe, with conservative values, traditional values that uh, are contrary to to your leftist agenda. If they do that and their kids turn out to be absolute retards because of it, and absolutely useless and pieces of shit people that don't contribute anything to society, well then guess what? That's also the free market, sweetheart. That's all yeah. Yeah, that's also the free market. And then those people, those kids won't have as good as of an education as your kids because your kids went to the good school where they were indoctrinated with the gender identity stuff. Yeah, and now they're nice rounded people that are very aware and conscientious and they're all vegan. And they all are just really in touch with the planet Earth, man, and everything is great. And, and then your kids will become superior to those kids. You know why? Because that's the free market because if you're really that much better... If your ideological values are really that much better, then let the free market prove it. But you fucking won't. You fucking won't let it. Because you know that it won't. You don't want to take the risk. You want to control the narrative. You want to do away with the competition. We don't want to do away with the competition. You want to do away with the competition. You know why you want to do away with the competition? Because you know you can't fucking beat the competition. Because you know on some fucking level you can't. Beat the competition. So the only way you can win is if there is no competition. And that's your fucking goal. Admit it. Deep down, you fucking know that's what you're trying to do, you fucking libby yet know that's what you're trying to do. You want to get rid of the other side so that there's nothing to compete against you so that there are no obstacles in your way so that you can just fucking have your way with society and then you can validate your own preconceived notions of whatever it is that you already fucking believe for whatever reason. That's what you want. Okay, but that's not how this shit works. Okay. If you try to do that, if you try to eliminate the 99% for the sake of the one percent, which, by the way, isn't even one percent, the 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 the, 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 trans, the transvestite trainees transgender whatever the fuck, you, whatever you, uh, the appropriate term is, I don't give a fuck what the appropriate term is, but whatever that is, there's you're a fraction of a percent of the total population. Okay, if you all disappeared tomorrow, we wouldn't notice. That's how fucking insignificant you are. And you know it. And you fucking know it. But you can't deal with that. So the only way to make yourselves more valid is to take down, is to reduce the number of other people. So you reduce the number of other people. You reduce the competition, and it makes you look like you're better by comparison, but you're fucking not, and you never will be. I don't like it. I don't like you, and I want you to go away. Alright, so what are we talking about next? Uh, let's lighten it up a little bit. Let's go for a little change of pace. Let's talk about something a little bit more light, a little more fun. Let's talk about abortion. Oh, yeah! You guys know it's tricky okay like I like I get where there are certain instances it's not black and white I know that that's not convenient I know that you libtards out there you really love to just make everything black and white and you'll have to say this is bad this is good I'm over here I'm on the good side you're over there you're on the bad side that means I'm better than you, and I can sleep good tonight. Oh, that's not really how it works, okay? That's not reality. In reality, there's a lot of gray. There's a lot of gray, okay? Here's my problem with the pro-abortion crowd. They are unwilling to acknowledge the gray. This is my, this is my problem with most people. They're unwilling to acknowledge that there's even a possibility that they might be wrong or that there's any possibility that they could ever change their minds. This is what I don't like about people. When you pretend to know everything and you pretend... Like you got it all figured out and you've got all the answers and everyone who disagrees with you is bad and everyone who agrees with you is good and that's just the way it is. These are things you tell yourself so that you can sleep better at night. When in reality, we all know that that's bullshit. Take this person, for example. I don't know this woman's name. Uh, I wish I knew. Hold on, give me a second. It does not say what her name is, but she is a very gross looking. Uh, she looks like Shrek, Shrek's wife if she melted. That's what she looks like. Um, it's and it's about abortion. So there's a there's a, a Republican lawmaker who is is hitting her with some questions that she can't answer. Let's listen.
6: And help me understand the position of your organization. Uh, these are simple yes or no questions. Is it okay to murder a ten-year-old child?
3: No one should be forced to remain pregnant if they don't want to.
6: Is it okay to? Mu- okay, so notice how he asks he asks her
0: a simple question: Is it okay to murder a ten-year-old child? And, if, and and instead of saying no, because she already knows where this is going. She knows where this is going. She knows why she's there. She's pro-abortion. He's anti-abortion. She knows why he's there. She's, she understands the line of questioning and where he's trying to lead her. Okay? And 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 he asks her, is it okay to kill a 10-year-old? She knows that eventually he's going to go down the road. Is it, is it okay to kill a 9-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 5-year-old, a 3-year-old, a 2-year-old, a 1-year-old? a 2 month old a one that a baby that has not been born yet who is 8 months along 7 months along like at what point that's what he's trying to do y- you know this you're you're a smart person if you're listening to this you understand that as soon as you heard that you also understood where this line of questioning was going so are you gonna, so you got to understand that she also knows where this line of questioning is going and she has a script that she's really trying to desperately stick to
6: murder a 10-year-old child yes or no
3: i'm deeply offended that you would call me a murderer
6: she's offended she
0: she's offended that he would even ask the question if it's okay to murder a 10-year-old child
6: calling you a murderer ma'am i'm asking you a question is it okay to murder a 10-year-old child she can't answer your organization's position she, they say the wheels yes are spinning. No? She has My no idea what to say. My organization's
3: position is that no one should be forced to remain pregnant if they don't want to. And any
6: default abortion
3: right. restrictions are...
6: Okay, uh, Okay. okay. Let, me, let, me, uh, let me answer the question for you. I'm assuming that you do not advocate for the murder of children. Okay. What about a toddler? I assume you would say it's not okay to murder a, a toddler either, a two-year-old. What about a newborn? Let me ask you this. The position of the organization, are you for partial birth abortion? Is that the position of the organization? Would you support that?
3: What my organization is for is to support the people who need abortion care oh, who are like lied to when they are sent to okay, allegedly We don't kill babies; we, we support, just, support people. Excuse people. Excuse me, a just, just, just a Nice would that, baby. To, them.
6: would that apply to a woman who is nine months pregnant?
3: I disagree with the premise of your question.
6: Oh, do you, oh. would you support the abortion of, of a late-term unborn child?
3: Anybody should have should be, have the right to have an abortion at any time and for any okay. reason.
6: That's what Anybody I need. So anytime, for any I'm just reason. trying to understand. The logical fallacies. That's, so if that, we that's what I'm not- saying.
0: This is what I'm saying. Any time, anyone at any time for any reason. This is what I'm saying. These people refuse to acknowledge the great. They. I would have so much more respect for people if they would just be like, you know, honestly. There's times where I think it's appropriate, and there's times where I think it's not appropriate, and I think that distinguishing between the two is really the main issue here, and I think that that's where the conversation is. That's what it should be. That is what a normal, rational person would say. But this person has an agenda, and they have to push that agenda, and so they have to say, they have to stick to the script. Because they have a personal vested interest in this ideology, and their entire livelihood depends on this, so they have skin in the game. They have incentive to push this certain kind of narrative for their own personal gain, and that narrative is that anyone should have to, an has the ability to have an abortion for any reason at any time. Really, at any time. You're dilated to a 10. You're starting to deliver. The doctor sticks something in there and punctures the baby's brain and kills it as it's on your way out of the vaginal canal being pushed by your contractions. It's on the way out. If you waited five more minutes, it would have been here. It would have been born and it would have been a human life. But fi- that th- at that point, you're telling me at that point, no, of course, a fucking course not. Of course not. So how could you say that? How could you say it anyone, at any time, for any reason? You are automatically disqualifying yourself as a logical human being, and I automatically don't trust you. Who the fuck put this person in front of this? Who okayed this woman to go in front of this guy to answer questions? Who the fuck did that?
6: not support and I, I mean this sincerely and this is not for you personally i'm talking about the organization you support an advocacy organization if it if it is not okay to take the life of a small child outside the womb why is it okay to take the life of a small child nine month nine inches up the birth canal inside the womb what is the distinction help me understand the, the distinction of that
0: yeah what's the distinction
6: question oh she doesn't understand the question
0: She's the so-called fucking expert. She's the self-proclaimed expert on this shit and she doesn't understand the question of how a baby who is on its way out dilated to a nine on its way out, you kill it. How is that different from killing it after you wait ten more minutes and it's out completely? She doesn't understand the question.
6: The murder of a small child, right? No one would. No civilized person would. Why do we support the taking of a life of a child right before they're delivered?
3: No civilized person should support forced
6: pregnancy. Does abortion oh. take the life of something nice. that's alive? She
0: was coached on that. Forced, no one should be- forced pregnancy. You, you choose to go out and fuck a guy and you get pregnant because you chose to fuck a guy and now that's forced pregnancy. You fuck it. You, you chose that. You chose that because you chose to go out and dress like a whore and put yourself out there trying to troll for some dick at the bar and then some guy gets his dick in there and then he accidentally goes too quick and it doesn't come out in time and then poof, now you're pregnant and that's not your fault. That's somehow, this is a forced pregnancy. You drove him back to your house. You told him how to get back to your place. You got in the car with him to go back to his place. You got into his bed. You took your clothes off. All of this was forced. This is this is not your fault. That's what you're saying. Forced pregnancy. I carried it for nine months. I, was for- I had a gun to my head. I had a gun to my head. Not only did I choose to have sex with the guy, but I chose to keep keep the baby for nine whole months and just right before it was born i changed my mind and i decided to kill the baby uh, that was a forced pregnant i was forced to do that i had a gun to my head what do you want me to do
3: be forced to remain pregnant against
6: their will
0: against their yeah, will
3: Not answer my question
6: against
0: their will fuck just fucking fuck, it. fuck it.
6: let me let me ask the doctor uh, on this screen um is it okay, uh, or let me ask you this, does abortion kill something that's alive, take the life of something that's alive?
3: Sir, the way answer. that you're asking these questions actually intentionally invite violence and harassment?
6: What are they
0: doing? Look at what she's doing. Look at what she's doing. Look what she's fucking doing. She knows she can't answer the question, so instead of answering the question, she would rather... Take the competition. What was I just saying? What was I just fucking saying a second ago? She would rather remove the competition altogether than have to address and compete with the competition. So, what she's trying to do now is she knows that she can't win this argument. She knows she can't win. So, what she's trying to do is she's trying to invalidate the opponent altogether so that when she doesn't win, she can somehow still save some amount of face
3: to both of us, to all of us. I'm sorry, that I is an
6: absurd life. response. You're a medical we doctor. Tell, a doctor. Me the, the, tell me if the tell me if the if there's an unborn child in the a, womb or a not. Medical if, a medical doctor can't even answer this question. When you, when you dismember something in the womb, is that a human being okay. or not? It's a living being, yes or no.
3: I am here to talk about medical care. It?
6: Yes, this and is a direct question about medical care, ma'am. You positioned yourself as an expert on the issue. Are we taking a life or not? Is it a life? Yes or no?
3: What you are discussing is not the reality of how abortion care is delivered in this. Country. If, you know, if
6: abortion we were in a courtroom, care. Courtroom, like how I they call say that it, abortion responsive. Okay, so
0: abortion care. By the way, I got this video from BizPack Review. I've been getting a lot of videos from them. I'm actually going to subscribe right now because I feel bad that I haven't already. Um, they have a lot of really good videos. Um, I hope I don't get copyrighted or whatever for using their stuff. But it's like a public thing. I'm not going to play the part where the person from BizPack Review actually actually starts talking. Uh, but no, they have really good stuff. So uh, go go to their website, uh, bizpackreview.com or on, on YouTube. They just play like short little clips and then they have people like talk about the clips that just played kind of like what I'm doing right now. They do a really good job. I, I like their videos so good BizPank review don't don't sue me I'm giving you credit okay I'm, I'm trying to do the right thing here. Um, but anyway, I mean it's just this the black and white approach to abortion of it's, it's, it's either all good or it's all bad. Like, there, there's another one. I'm about to show you another video or play for you. I don't have video. I'm all audio, but I'm, I'm not going to show you a video, but I'm going to play for you a video of um, another lady who is talking about abortion. And um, she is... She's not anti-abortion. She's not pro-abortion. She's more pro-helping-the-parents... Who have otherwise unwanted babies to be able to have a life after the birth of the baby?
7: now predicting that. So this is from poverty, uh, the rate that CNN. The of going to go up. Many of these states.
0: Which, by the way, I don't. I don't. You know, CNN is bullshit. They have an agenda. They're very left leaning, of course just as Fox News is right-leaning. They are left-leaning. If you got to if you're going to acknowledge one, you got to acknowledge the other. Okay? You can't say Fox News is evil cuz of right-leaning and CNN is perfectly fine because they're not right-leaning. No, motherfucker. They're left-leaning. Fox News Okay, they're all they all have an agenda. I get that. I understand that. I acknowledge that. This is a left-leaning news network. They are uh, talking to the, the host, obviously, is pro-abortion because that is what the left has decided that they are going to support. And they have a lady on there who's not necessarily anti-abortion. She's just anti-killing babies. And she's like, wait, there's a third option here where we can support the people who are giving birth to otherwise unwanted uh, people. And maybe we can have like some sort of common ground somewhere between... Abortion and no abortion and still have babies that are born and still have productive nice lives for everyone and that's what the guest is that she does a really good job of trying to explain herself in the CNN, the CNN guest is keeps trying to like pigeonhole her into this position where she's like uh, trying to make her feel like this piece of shit or trying to paint her in a certain light uh, but I'll just let you listen. ...that
7: are now banning abortion do not have paid family leave. They do not have mm. the extended... This is the host talking. ...after giving, you know, women who mm-hmm. give birth. Um, so if you could explain a little bit more about how you're going to fight for these disadvantaged women mm. who wanted to get an abortion, they couldn't because of the state they mm. live in, and their children who are growing up, um, in poverty.
0: Oh, oh, the women are disadvantaged because they can't kill a baby. They're disadvantaged. They, they're poor. Oh, we're going to position ourselves as the people who care about disadvantaged poor women who would love to murder their babies but can't. Uh, but we're, we're going to say that we're on the right side and we're going to already preface the question that we're asking you as if you are the person who wants to make their lives a living hell.
8: We've been fighting for these women and their families for 50 years. It's a fact the abortion industry and what we hear on campuses all the time that tells women that abortion is a simple solution all to all their problems. When in fact, we believe in helping those who suffer, not eliminating somebody who may potentially suffer. Amen. And I think you help suffering. You help alleviate the suffering. You don't say, well, we're going to solve that by just prescribing abortion because abortion doesn't end uh, poverty. Abortion Amen. She doesn't take her out of that abusive relationship that she finds herself in. That's harder work. That's walking alongside someone and seeking social justice with that person. And that's what we've been doing through the Pregnancy Center movement for nearly 50 years.
7: But what if? Well, well, first of all, I, I hear what you're saying, but the reality is... I think it's nearly half, half a million kids end up in foster care. And I don't know how many of those were kids that, you know, the mother wanted to abort and came from a disadvantaged home. But
0: she, she admits she doesn't know how many kids in foster care actually would have want the mother would have wanted to abort them. But couldn't because they really wanted to because the big mean straight white man
2: patriarchy wouldn't let them murder their babies like they wanted to. So we don't really know how many of
0: the babies that were born that should have... Fuck you.
7: The reality is you say, say that you're working on this, mm-hmm. but so many kids still end up yes. abused, neglect, in the broken foster care Yeah, let's just system. kill them. Let's and just the kill them. The reality em. is the governments and these That's better. do not have the resources on the books, mm-hmm. such as paid family leave, such as the extended Medicaid, to help with these situations. We can definitely talk about this To help with the women who kill is, their babies. Is the
8: solution to children in foster care to kill them? No one would argue in our society that because a child's in foster care, therefore their life is unworthy of living. And that's the point that we're making in the pro-life movement every single day when we argue for protection at conception. That just because someone may suffer in their life, it doesn't mean we should snuff them out of existence, that we should violently end their life when they've done nothing wrong.
7: And I think that's the important part to start the conversation. And I wanna get to that because you bring up two important points, uh, your view that life begins at conception, but also... Your
0: <laughs> your view that life... It is life. It's not a view. It's just objective fact. That's the living thing in there. You can't just say it's not living because you can't see it.
7: ...view that even bans, like in Missouri, which bans abortion even in the case of rape or incest. Mm-hmm. That Oh,
0: here we go. That.
7: So under those laws...
0: You support that, she says. She's saying that the person supports rape and incest she's just she's prefacing the question like well what about the instances the extremely rare by the way the vast majority of the time it's not rape and incest the vast majority of the time it's just girls going out trolling for dick and then they end up getting pregnant and plan b doesn't work and now they need a fucking abortion because they really regret their decision to go out and 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 be a whore the week before—that's what they really regret.
7: walls a 12-year-old could be raped and still be forced to carry. Oh, could be that baby to turn. Oh, could be. Is that what you? How want often you does that happen? Kind of thing you support? I absolutely don't
8: want 12-year-olds to be raped, right, but and I don't happens. want 12 Unfortunately, to that's be a pregnant.
7: reality of the world
8: we live in. Oh, it's a reality. How often? And I think we need to do a better job in enforcing um, penalties on these people who commit heinous crimes but do you think the 12 year old should carry that but I I don't believe in discrimination against a human being in the circumstances of their conception because we don't issue birth certificates in our nation and give gold stars or silver stars as to how you were conceived we say no you are a human being with rights and you should be protected god damn right amen we believe as a movement and I think I actually think you should speak with folks like my friend Ryan Baumberger, who was actually conceived in rape, whose mother made a courageous decision to place him with an adoptive family and talk with the tens of thousands of Americans who are living today who have families who were conceived in sexual assault, that every single time we talk about abortion in America, we bring these human beings up as if their lives don't matter and they don't have value. And I, I simply reject that. Yeah. When-
0: Amen. God, like, why is it... How could you argue that? How could you be against that? All you can say is, well, what about... What about the point zero 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 one percent of the time where it's rape and incest? Like, Okay, bitch, we'll, we'll fucking cross that bridge when we get to it. But my God, are we gonna... Again, like I said earlier with the other alphabet people shit. Like, why are we sacrificing... The will of the ninety-nine percent for the sake of the one, and it's not even that much. It's more. It's less than that. Like, I, 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 I don't fucking get it. You like you, you, you dig and you search for like the most rare ex- um, exception to the argument that you are trying to make. Oh, God. I've drink. Oh, oh, I switched over to beer now. I'm drinking beer. I'm drinking some more of that citrus honey ale. hmm Liquor before beer. Never fear. Sounds... Uh, um, what was I saying? I don't know. I'm going to let the lady talk.
7: And that's not what we're saying. The question was about should a 12-year-old carry a baby to term if that 12-year-old was raped? Clearly, you think yes, that is the oh, case. fuck off, lady! I've talked to many people who were born, even though um, their 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 mother was raped, or even though their mother considered having an abortion and chose not to. We've talked again, to extremely along, rare all across the spectrum. That's but not what we're talking about. Your Catholic faith dictates. That's that the, gray. That the gray. That's the gray area. At the moment of conception, there is a synagogue in Florida that has filed suit, claiming that in Jewish law, abortion. Is required oh necessary fuck! Now we're talking about Jews. Mental or physical well-being of the woman.
0: Like what they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel is. here.
8: It's not my faith that tells me that life begins at conception. It's science. Well, now, thank it's like God, kind of bio- that's 96% true. percent of biologists agree that the 90s, moment of conception. I don't that's a, she's trying to cut her off because she knows she's wrong. Comes into existence. There's where are no you other moment been, where are you are you the 96% code. of biologists. <laughs> well, where are you fucking
0: getting your numbers, bitch? Where the fuck are you getting your numbers, you fucking CNN host? Where are you getting your numbers, huh?
8: Those are those are from. That's a study from Chicago University of Chicago. Okay, but my like, uh, uh, producer will
7: look egg that up because I've read many opinions. A unique whole living segment. Oh, opinions! Dr. I've, Dr. I've read sure. many I'm just opinions. Be clear with our viewers so but that, that's science.
8: You can debate whether or not that human life has value. My faith tells me that that there human is life no has value, scientists. and that and that faith tells me that that human life should be protected. But science tells us, at the moment of conception, when egg and sperm unite, a unique genetic code comes into existence that's never existed before and will never exist again that is in fact Facts. the moment when a
7: human being comes into existence that Facts. is indisputable there there's not a consensus among scientists there is absolutely not well, is be- you know what bitch
5: there's not a fucking
0: 100% there's not 100% of anything but it's like way way high it's like in the high 90s okay bitch okay like, we know how life works. We know how babies are made. We know what happens when a sperm and an egg combine to make a zygote. 23 eggs, twenty-three chromosomes from the sperm, 23 chromosomes from the egg, combine together to make a 46-chromosome zygote. It then undergoes mitosis to turn from a zygote into two cells and four and eight into a blastula and then it turns into a baby and then it starts to have a heartbeat after like four weeks and then all of its fucking limbs are developed after like eight weeks and it can survive outside the womb at like 24 weeks i mean we fucking know this in fact even earlier than that even earlier than 24 weeks like we know bitch what are you saying
7: There is, well, and let me, let me walk you through. No consensus, my fucking ass. All sides of it today. Sure. I've read from various scientists. First of all, there is a general view that, um, a baby, a fetus reaches viability between, I believe it is 24 to 28 years in the womb. Um, there is a view that when the egg... It, it I know what I'm talking about. It an embryo; that it is just a cluster of cells; that it is no longer. Oh, it's just it is a cluster of cells. So what makes me? we just a cluster of cells. Of cells. So tell, no, cluster no, of cells. Say that, but I'll tell you right now. So what about it? Um, and, and this is I'm That's not a but I, I like to, to challenge and No, test. this is fun. views yeah, exactly. I think. I, I like yeah, you. I So if. If a woman goes in, she wants to. She can't get pregnant on her own. So in a lab. Oh, they have to another put, rare exception. Um, you know, Let's go down this do fucking rabbit hole. Typically, in a lab, they have to put the eggs sperm together to create an embryo. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. In the process of trying to get this woman pregnant, the mm-hmm. doctor destroys the embryos because that's just what happens. Oh no! Is that doctor then a murderer? Yes. That baby
0: was never fucking made, you dumbass. He said he destroyed the embryo. That means before it fucking happened. Like sperm and egg. You mix the sperm and the egg in a tube and you try to inject it in there and it doesn't happen. That's the same as what happens all the time when a guy nuts inside of a woman and she doesn't take. That happens all the fucking time. What are you talking about? You're taking these rare, extremely rare instances and trying to just throw like a wet blanket over like how it always works all the time and pretending like oh these things are just so common that this is an actual issue. You know what, bitch, we'll fucking cross those bridges when we get to them, but ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time we're not gonna have to.
8: That's the doctor's ending human life. We don't, so, we so don't a doctor define it as trying murder to get a woman pregnant. But a, that is ending so cumulose. So, so IVF clinics should be banned. It depends on the procedure that is used. But in sometimes fuck. That's what IVF, all of them should but be banned, she says. Taking it to the extreme well. again. There, no, there, I'm wait, not saying, I'm I had saying a the, question posed to me recently on campus where someone said, well, if a woman's having a miscarriage, do you consider her ha- being a murderer? Absolutely not. What? It's not, not her fault. She didn't choose it. And it's sad. Um, and just because we have a woman that's the be, difference. Um, you know, at risk. Uh, for miscarriage and we don't consider her a
7: murderer right, because she has an unfortunate situation. that, and that intense, wasn't there's no question. intent. And I see what you're saying, but I'm talking about a doctor who was trying mm-hmm. to help a woman get pregnant and through the process embryos oh had God. to be destroyed. We're just gonna fucking that make doctor up a murderer, even though no embryo-
0: We're we're gonna make up hypothetical scenarios that if they ever happened are so fucking rare that they're not even worth considering. And then we're, that's what we're going to base our argument off of. This
7: should have to be ever be destroyed in IVF. So, okay, well, it does happen. That's just the bottom line. Um, Rarely. Also, there are so many embryos frozen as well that these IVF clinics oversee. So what does that have, what what about does that have to that? do with anything? And I think that's what we've been talking about intentionality. I would say
8: that when we talk about pro-life laws, this isn't even... Discuss. So when we're talking about what's next in a post-Roe America, the discussion of IVF isn't even on the table. Um, we're talking about ending human life intentionally, dismembering children who have limbs, whose arms and legs have to be removed from a woman's well, body and put back together. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about seeking laws to protect women against the predatory abortion facility. What about
7: the women- it is okay to be so stressed.
0: Man, I mean, like, they can't they okay if you're arguing with a person and you you you're stating common sense facts and this person is scraping the bottom of the barrel for like one off instances that will never happen or if they do will be so rare that you can't possibly account for them then how like what would you think about that person just regardless of what it is that you're arguing about you're arguing about thing A it doesn't matter what thing A is they're really working real hard to come up with like the most one-off extremely rare 0.001% of the time this might happen maybe scenarios and then they're throwing those at you you're like bitch well what the fuck like there's a, there, there's a greater than that chance that I'll get in the car that I drive to work in every day and I'll have a wreck like then what are we going to we're going to have an argument about like this, the 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 uh, purpose of cars now we're going to talk about how we need to get rid of all cars because there's a 0.001% chance that I might get into a fender bender Like what what are we doing here? The vast majority of the time, this is the case. Yeah, every now and then, there's a one-off. We'll deal with that shit a la carte as we get to it. You dumbass. I've got COVID stuff to talk about, and I don't know if I've got the energy. I have put in a lot of energy. I had two more things I want to talk about. I wanted to talk about uh, COVID and how this guy... Uh, he was a, he's an actual like med school student and he admits that he was wrong and he admits that he was on the side of COVID. I'll do it real quick. I'm going to do this real quick. Okay. So, uh, regarding COVID. So there's a a medical school student from Texas tech university. He is a PhD student. His name is Kevin Bass. I'm assuming it's Bass or base. I don't know. I'm going to say Kevin Bass, but anyway, God bless this guy. We need more Americans like this guy. He basically said, Hey, in the beginning, I was all for COVID. And oh, I'm sorry. I <laughs> was stupid. All for he was all for the COVID restrictions. He was all for the vaccinations. He was all for the lockdowns. And then he says later on, he learned some new information which changed his mind. And now he doesn't think the same way that he used to think because he learned new information. And Why can't everyone be like this? Why can't everyone be like someone who says, Hey, you know, I thought this way, and then I learned some new information, and now I've changed my mind, and now I feel like this. Like, why is that a bad thing? I feel like that's been villainized in today's society. But this is like a whole long thing that I could go into for a long time, which I really honestly just don't have the energy to go through but basically in a nutshell um the guy is saying everything that you already know to be true uh the vaccine is really in the grand scheme of things not effective you get the vaccine you may or may not get sick with covid you don't get the vaccine you may or may not get sick with covid what's the difference well in one scenario yet you paid money to have the vaccine and then the other scenario you didn't pay money to have the vaccine but in the end it's all the same end result so basically Uh, The vaccine is not uh, necessarily any more effective than it would otherwise be if you were to just actually get the fucking disease and develop natural immunity, which is actually better. That's it in a nutshell. There's lots of studies that now say that the natural immunity is better than the protection that you would get from a vaccine. Um, What else do you need to know? I mean... Even if you get the vaccine and you get, you get double, triple, quadruple boosted, uh, you may still get it. Like the flu. You can get the flu shot every single year and you may or not may, or, may, or may not get the flu. Or you cannot get the flu vaccine every year and you may or may not get the flu. You have an equal opportunity to may, maybe or maybe not get the flu every year. If you take the flu vaccine or you don't take the flu vaccine. And the same thing is true for COVID. And basically he's just saying, hey, I thought that uh, in the beginning, I didn't really know what was going on. I was freaked out. I was going along with everything that everything was said because I believe that everyone was acting in my best interest. But then I learned some new information and now I'm on the other side and he's not a bad guy for doing that because that is just part of being a human. You think one thing, you learn new information, then you can change your mind. That's fine. We need more people willing to change their mind. And uh, that's basically all I want to say because I've always been talking for two hours. I am tired. I'm a little bit drunk and uh i'm running out of steam and uh that's it so hey if you want to if you like this episode if you like the show um can you head over to my youtube channel i don't have a whole lot on my youtube channel but uh, i don't even know I'll, I'll leave a link in the description there'll be a link in the description to my youtube channel go there uh subscribe i don't have social media you guys know that i'm very anti social media Uh, I don't just talk the talk, I also walk the walk, I have no social media, haven't for over, well, for several years now, and, um, have no desire to ever have it again, I am so happy without it, I don't want it, um, YouTube is the only sort of social media, if you even want to call it social media, that I have other than the the platforms that I post this podcast to, which aren't really social media. There's places I post the podcast to, but uh, the the YouTube channel is really the closest thing that I have to it. It's like if I can get more people to subscribe, I can get more people. to who will see it and then more people will subscribe and then more people will see it and then more people will subscribe and then more people will see it and then they will go to the podcast and then they will download it. And then I can grow that way, you know, Uh, like I said, I'm a believer in the free market. So, uh, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, then I guess I'm just not good enough. So if you think that I'm, uh, if you like what you hear and, and you want to hear more, um, You know, I don't know how much longer I can keep doing this for free. I'm going to keep doing it as much as I can just because I enjoy it. But, you know, um, I would really appreciate it if you could just take a moment to click on the link in the description, go to the YouTube channel, like it, watch the videos, maybe get some more exposure there. Maybe can grow organically and maybe something will happen. And if it doesn't, then I guess that's just how it's going to shake out. But anyway, uh, thank you guys uh, for listening. And as always, bedankt voor het luisteren.
5: Bedankt voor het luisteren.
0: All right. Good night, everybody. I love you. Thank you.